Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Love at First Psych, a Psych First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Brera. Andre, how are you doing in one word? I'm great, man. Um, I'm good. You, got, you were chewing, so I was trying to save you from having to speak a lot, and you didn't take the opportunity. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm having um, some Taco Bell. Well, you can't beat it. Uh, we're not here to talk about Taco Bell. We're here to talk about uh, season can, four. Yeah, season four, episode four of Psych, The Devil's in the Details, dot, 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 and the Upstairs Bedroom, um, which, you know, is a classic episode about exorcism, about demonic possession. I believe we discussed it at some point during the Monk Pod that that was something that was a lot more real to your experience growing up than mine, right? I think it was the, just because, you know, I was definitely ra- I was raised the type of Catholic that the headmaster in this episode is, where it's just like, okay, let's not be stupid. There's no such thing as demons. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't, uh, yeah, it's all, like, from personal stories or, like, movies and stuff, but, like, it's not like you ever went to, like, class and, and or, like, you know, religion class, and we, we were never taught about exorcisms, you know, mm. nothing like that. Oh, yeah. Um, did you watch, did you watch The Exorcist Believer? No, I didn't, because I heard it was bad. And, uh, yeah. Has that ever stopped you before? No, but it I heard it was bad in a way that didn't seem fun to watch. I also like just find it so cynical as a, of an exercise even for me where I'm like, "Really David Gordon Green, this is what you want to do when you remake Halloween? Like genuinely this is your next thing you want to do?" <laughs> um, yeah, that is true. um yeah, I don't know, it just didn't seem like uh <laughs> like it was worth my time. Um, which one thing I sang a lot, but like, usually if there's a movie that's bad that I'll go see, it's because it seems fun in some way. And it, it just, it genuinely didn't seem like any fun. Yeah. I mean, it's typically exorcist movies aren't very fun. So no. Yeah. Uh, but like, it, it, it that's the thing. Cause it, like if like a saw movie is bad and the saw movies are fun, at least so it's going to be fun. If an exorcist movie is bad, then it's just a, just a serious slog. So it's like not, you know. It's not like Dracula 2000. Exactly, exactly. Um, and so we start off, though, in church uh, where uh, Henry comes in because Sean and Gus are there, and Sean apparently is being very questioning of the story of Noah's Ark, which, you know, I feel like it's a very common thing for certain types of kids to be very... Um, to question the b- details of biblical stories a lot. I don't know if you were that type of kid. I surprisingly wasn't, but that's because you might be like, oh, Jake, but you seem like someone who nitpicks stuff a lot. And the answer is I am, but I'm also a goody two-shoes by nature who didn't want to rock the boat. Yeah, you didn't want to rock the ark. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, exactly. honestly, there's, uh, well, every like religious you know myth or story is pretty out there. Whether it's, you know, the ark being able to fit two of mm. every kind of animal in the world mm. um, or, you know, Jonah getting swallowed up by a gigantic fish or a whale, mm. I guess. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's, there, you know, I like to think of it now. Actually, I was going to say, I was, was going to think of it as like magical realism, but there's like mm. no realism at all. No, but also I think too, is even as someone who's not a believer, I always kind of found, even, even when I was growing up, I always found like the kids who would run like nitpick it. I was like, you're missing the point. The point is you take it on faith. Like, no, I, like the thing that always got me is like, no one who is talking about like the story of Noah's Ark thinks that it's realistic that it happened. The point is that God is all powerful. That's what happened. You know, like that, that's kind of the, if you're not willing to accept that, then like, yeah, sure. You know, uh, yeah, yes, they wouldn't be able to do that. But anyway, um, yeah, Sean is questioning how if the Ark was built in the Middle East, how are koalas there? 
And then how were there m- many lions, sorry, seven lions, but they didn't eat the zebras that were there, which, you know, is a fair point. But once again, like, I, they definitely could have built pens. Like, it's, a, it's not like that would be a, like, how do zoos exist, you know? Yeah, I mean, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a whole crazy thing anyways. Um, actually, now that seeing this episode made me just realize I need to watch that uh, Darren Aronofsky Noah movie. I, yeah, I know I it's like a disaster, it. but uh, I'm kind of interested. It can't be worse than Mother. Anyways. Yeah, I never I never saw Mother uh, for the same reason I didn't see Exorcist. Actually, no, not for the same reason. The most of the reason I didn't see Mother is because whenever I asked people what it was about, they said it was a metaphor, and I'm like, no, 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 no. What actually happens in the movie? And no one gave me a straight answer. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm not going to see that. <laughs> um, yeah, fair enough. If it, yeah, like, once again, I'm not against a movie being a metaphor, but if like if the, if that's the only way you can describe the movie, then I'm not going to see it. Um, and so uh, I, Father Wesley, played by the great Ray Wise, um, who I teased last week, then suggests that after Henry starts to get into Sean's questioning, then maybe they check out the Methodist Church down the street. Then they cut to the present mm-hmm. where a girl named Agatha is uh, running. She's looks like she's being chased, and then we see her friend Lucy who is, like, running after her, but she seems not to be, like, chasing her. She seems more like Agatha's not Running after, running after her. Yeah. Uh, and Agatha goes up to, like, a big balcony on top of a building, and uh, Lucy's trying to stop her, and uh, what does Agatha do? Um, she, yeah, she basically just jumps. So she jumps, and Lucy, you know, runs down to... I mean, we see her, like, we don't see her hit the floor, but we see her body on the floor after, on the ceiling. So cement. Um, so Lucy goes up to her body and, like, you know, kind of holds her in, in his arm, in her arm. And um, she, like, opens her eyes really briefly and then dies. So, interesting. Yeah. So then we cut to uh, the next day where Sean and Gus pull up. And um, they get out of the car. And Sean is mad at Gus. Because Gus wanted to go to the beach. Sorry, Sean wanted to go to the beach. And Gus mm-hmm. said instead they should go to St. I actually didn't even write down the name of the school. It's a saint that I didn't, I've never heard of before. Adelis. Uh, saint Adelis. Uh, and, um, and so he... Um, Sean is disappointed. But this is the thing that definitely jumps out to me. And this is the thing I'm glad we don't... It's not really socially acceptable anymore. Why is Sean disappointed that there's not at St. Adelis? Like, um girls in like catholic school uniforms yeah i feel like it was crazy and it's, i guess it still happens to some extent that it's socially acceptable for grown men to say that they're into women wearing uh children's school uniforms <laughs> um well okay saying okay this is a college right it is but okay. she, he says school when i hear school girl uniforms they don't think college and i don't think you do either right i, I don't i'm just confused why they would be wearing school uniforms period I agree. That's why okay. it's creepy. <laughs> okay, gotcha. I mean, I because 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 given that colleges don't wear uniforms, Sean had to have meant high school girls, and that's creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, true. Any way you slice it, for sure. Um, yeah. so yeah, um, and yeah, Sean is basically mad that Gus actually wants to do their job, um, mm-hmm. and you know he's not appreciative of, I guess, the tables being turned on him. Exactly. Um, but Gus says he's there because he want, you know he needs to see an old friend. And Sean thinks that he's talking about like a woman. But of course he's talking about Father Wesley. Yes. Uh, who Sh- Sean clearly is not a fan of. 
Um, and we learned that uh, he just moved back to Santa Barbara from Buffalo. And, you know, he, they, they mentioned that they're detectives and that Sean's a psychic. But Sean mentions that he also does commercial jingles like boom, 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 muffins, which is bad. Like, it's just not good. Okay, what are your thoughts on the new BK jingle? Well, it's, it's stuck in my head every moment of every day, so it must be good. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure how I felt about it, and then I realized just how much it had penetrated everyone's skulls. I, I saw it was a video, that. which is so wrong <coughs> and so funny, where it was a montage of serious injuries in the NFL, with but it was intercut with the commercial. So it'd be like, like, oh no, he's down and he's not moving. And we let's take a break. Junior double triple whopper. Oh my god, his leg stopped in half. Whopper, whopper, whopper. I, um, anyway. Yeah, I'm. Okay. You need to send me this video. Yeah, I will. Um, so, uh, we learned basically that, um, that they're going to do the detective thing, that Agatha was a model, model student, hardworking, well-liked, but about three weeks ago, she became, uh, mentally unstable. Yeah, so, you know, if things change in three weeks between someone's moods, one, clearly there's only two ways this could go. One, they had, like, some sort of psychotic break or some sort of, you know, triggering event. Or two, they're possessed, baby. Exactly. Um, Sean says it might be GTA, because apparently he wants Nia to get tasered because he got so crazy. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I wonder which GTA it was. Yeah. I mean, judging by the time, I think it would have to be Vice City. Uh, judging by the time. Yeah, I guess. Um, but that would be pretty recent um, that he got tased. Because uh, mm-hmm. it came in, like, 2008. Um GTA so, 4 is from 2008, by the way. Yeah, I know. That's why I said pretty recent. So oh, I'm right. saying it had to happen pretty recently. Um, no. And so Lassie thinks she was murdered, um, and Sean disagrees because he always disagrees with uh, Lassie. Um, Lassie says, kiss my sweet, and then sees a nun and says, love biscuits, which is stupid. Um, Great band name, though. Yeah. Uh, but Father Wesley has a different theory. Um, which is and, what I just uh, said. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. I was... I got a text message. You know how it is. I mean, I, I can't even... I got you. That's right. I got you. Um, yeah, so... And, you know, as soon as he says this whole thing about she was possessed, we get a little inkling of a mm-hmm. exorcist theme song playing in the background. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of where we leave it. Um, I think I know a scene. I don't know if this is a... I'm trying to remember, because I don't remember... I never really was close to any priest, because even though I was raised Catholic, my mother was... Cog, very cognizant of uh keep in mind when i was a kid i was our age difference here means that i spent most of my childhood after the spotlight investigations <laughs> um mm. and so like my mom like for example was like adamant like you will never be involved <laughs> in like altar boys you'll never like she was like no no never never in any circumstances um but i, I was feel an like boy. i feel like i would i feel like did you call your priests by their last name i don't remember doing that it was always like father michael growing up was it not no never not by really? first name Oh, yeah. I, I always remember that. I never remember calling them by the last name, but maybe that's just my... I might just be having a Bernstein Bears moment. Father Father Daly, Father McElroy. Yeah, it was always the last I name. I don't remember any of my priest's names, so that maybe I think I might just be having a uh, a false memory of... Uh, anyway. Um, and so uh, they, um, they go to meet with Father Wesley in his office... And, you know, he's trying to convince them that it was, uh, that she was possessed. And what, what's some of his evidence? Um, 
some of the evidence uh, is that she had been uh, she'd been a model student for you know since they've known her, but then all of a sudden about three weeks ago she started to get like very manic. Um, yeah, yeah, I lost my notes, but yeah, she was basically yeah. all what, of a sudden. What, what, but what was she doing that suggests that maybe demons are involved? Um, I don't recall. She was doing seances using in uh, a uh, Ouija board. Ouija yes. board, yeah. Shit like yeah. that, yeah. Um, which, you know, honestly, like, everything to, like, priests in this, well, when I was young, was, like, the devil shit. Like, we couldn't even have Pokemon cards because that was gambling and the devil was, like, behind it. It's crazy yeah. shit. That was, that was always a thing that I would always be, like, whenever friends would tell me that. Like, I had a friend in high school who wasn't Catholic, but he was, uh, I think, Southern Baptist. And it was like, yeah, we're, I wasn't oh, allowed. To, I wasn't allowed to go trick. Not something bad. It was, he was something that was serious. And he was like, yeah, I wasn't allowed to go trick or treating because Halloween is a devil thing. And it's like, wow, man. Uh, well, we didn't go to those extremes. They, we definitely had Halloween costume parties and shit like that at school. Yeah, and so just no Pokemon cards. Yeah. Uh, then, um, you know, uh, I was gonna say that. Uh, I th- oh, I realized I completely skipped the scene. I apologize. My computer, it, I'm going to cut it out so you guys will know, but my computer shut down halfway through this record, so I'm very, uh, very discombobulated. Sean makes a joke at one point about how if they're going to catch the <laughs> devil, he'll beat him in a fiddle match. Um, yes. The devil and, went down to Georgia? Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, basically, Gus's explanation of why he believes Father Wesley is because he looks up to him. And who does Sean say he looks up to, which is not age well? Oh, uh, Brad Favre. Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah. He says just yeah. because, yeah, he doesn't believe everything that, has, that comes out of his yes. mouth. And Gus says that he's going to take the lead investigator role, which is a thing that apparently Sean made business cards for. But Sean says that it was actually a lead investigator that he decided to do after they watched Aaron Brockovich. Um, yep. And uh, yeah. And so um, <coughs> this is where we get the scene with Father Wesley that I was just talking about that I actually skipped to. Um, and apparently right. the reason Father Wesley couldn't perform an exorcism is because he needed approval from the headmaster, who is the other priest who doesn't really believe in exorcisms. Correct. Father Bard or something. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, I think you could bypass your headmaster if you go straight to the Vatican with it. But, you know, I get it. He's, I, mean, uh, I think the Vatican doesn't believe in exorcisms either. Um, not according I mean, to the exorcism the, of Emily Rose. Yeah, not Well, not since the Pope's exorcism retired, you know. If it's not the Pope's oh, man. I need to see that. Truly, it is... Now, once again, you talk about a movie that is fun bad. It's actually not that, because it's actually decently well made. But, like, it's just... And it, put me in front of a movie where Russell Crowe has an accent that is from somewhere on the European continent. I'm happy. You know what I mean? I don't need anything else. He, he's just going to take a big swing. Um, And, man, he's just... Did, did, did you, you watched it? Yeah, oh, I saw it in theaters opening weekend. Oh, nice! I just looked it up, and it's uh, by Julian Avery, who did one of my really I like I really love that movie, Overlord. So I never saw it, but yeah, it's it's, it's not great. it's honest, it's a pretty like the the effects are pretty good. And the thing about it is that like Russell Crowe clearly has some idea of who this character is, and that like this is gonna sound bad, but he like does a lot of like bits in a way that <laughs> since it's based on a real person, 
I have to believe that this guy was like kind of an eccentric guy because it's so some of this stuff is so specific where I'm like, there's no way he's just taking this big swing randomly. And so it's like a much more interesting movie than it has any right being because Russell Crowe is like, no, I'm going to make this guy like kind of funny and weird. Um, I didn't know this guy was a real guy. Yeah. Um, he, he did ride a moped because obviously you saw the photos of Russell Crowe on the moped. Uh-huh, the real guy uh-huh, did ride uh-huh. a moped. Um, but anyway, um, and so uh, we cut to um, the, the psych office and Goss is pulling up some photos of Father Wesley performing an exorcism in the 70s. Apparently he was a big hot shot, but uh, um, Sean is not convinced that still not convinced. Yeah, he's not super convinced by it. Um, and so we... I mean, they leave the scene and we go back to the psych office and Sean is hard at work on not the case, but on some more jingles. But on top of that, he also has a real idea for why she might have been acting crazy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, boy trouble, which is uh, notable because Gus found her Facebook profile, even though they don't call it Facebook, um, mm-hmm. that uh, Gus broke into her profile by her password. It was her birthday, which is that's just bad security you can't correct um and i do love the joke of that Sean keeps guessing gothy things it's like bjork no her birthday good on you for no birthday <laughs> yeah yeah for real um and so we get our, our glimpse of the pineapple for the episode um mm-hmm. so sean goes into why he thinks uh, a, a guy was involved while he looks at he remembers what her body looked like at the scene Mm-hmm. She was wearing a sweater that was at least an extra large. Um, so, you know, that seems to suggest that she borrowed the sweater from possibly a boyfriend. So that's where they're going to go next. Yeah. So they look through her photos and she had a boyfriend named Cameron. Uh, but around three weeks ago when she started to go crazy, her post got more erratic. And two days before she jumped, she uh, changed her status to single. Um, and so, in you know interesting timing there um mm-hmm. and uh so they're gonna go talk to cameron but first sean needs to take his <laughs> lead investigator title back um mm-hmm. and so they get to cameron's like apartment dorm which it looks like a, it, it's like the outside of the building looks like it must be a dorm but like jesus christ this must be an expensive school because that is a nice apartment um yeah yeah well most I mean, i you're talking to someone who went to the second most expensive school in the country my dorm did not look like that um, What's number one? Uh, I think number one is Columbia. Mm. Both in yeah. New York. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, some of the, I mean, I guess some of the dorms are like, but they didn't look, the, the, the thing about it is that like the common areas were never that big. But of course, that's because it's in New York. The reason why New York, NYU is so expensive <laughs> is because it's in New York. And because they're uh, intent on buying every single building in the East Village uh, around. Which that's is so insane. Which is a thing that NYU students, like, I'm mad about because it makes tuition high. Other NYU students are mad because it's, like, ruining the history or whatever. But, like, I don't know. My One of my pet peeves is I think that, like, the, most of America is not old enough for us to really care about that. That's my hot take of the year. <laughs> um, like, if right. born, I'm not really going to get mad if, like, some random building on Washington Square Park is turned into a, you know, couple classrooms. But it just doesn't need to be. We, there's plenty of space already. Anyway. Um, so Cameron is in Christian studies, which what the hell does that mean? But the biggest thing that's disappointing is that Lassie and Jules beat them there. Correct. Yeah. So Gus's um, foray into the lead investigator role has, it's off to a rocky start. So we find out there that, you know, apparently Agatha's the one that broke up with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, 
that we're going to go more into that. Um, and so the cops ask him where he was the night of the suicide, and he was at Burning Man, which mm-hmm. is a very unchrist-like thing to do, I would imagine. Yeah, it's it's. I think that like this feels like it was before Burning Man was like, because uh, like I can understand if you didn't really know much about Burning Man, how you could think that it'd be something that a religious person would want to do because there is a spirituality to it, but it's like very much spiritual and not religious, you know. Um, yeah, it's about killing the machine, man. And that's why nothing. It's now nothing but billionaire CEOs, um, and so his alibi is true though because he has a d- dirty bag uh, and shoes. Elon's been right. He's got to. He's, he's had to have been. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. God. Once he goes somewhere, like it's just like if he's really the Groucho Marx, like if he's part of a club, I have no intention of being. You know what I mean? Like, um, I can't wait for uh, what's it called? Um, Firefest too. That'll be fun. You want to go? I mean, it's it's pretty expensive. Is the problem? Like I saw people being like, I, I saw people being like, "Why would you ever go to Firefest 2? And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no!" I completely understand because if you have like, it's it's gonna be funny. Like you know what you're in for. Oh, it's eight thousand. Yeah, it's expensive. It's way more expensive than the original. I think. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so Sean and Gus get interrupted by a random person who. Um, uh, named Mary, who asks if they're grief counselors, and of course they say yes. Um, and uh, they ask if there's anyone else who's taking the news hard, and she mentions Lucy, who was Agatha's best friend, who saw the whole thing happen. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so they go to Lucy's house. And, and that's we, who we saw in the beginning. She was the yes. girl chasing Agatha. And we get one of in my I think it's probably one of the more in psych. I don't, I'm not into huge of the psycho community, but one of the more quoted Gus nicknames is this. My name is Sean, and this is Sean. No relation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the two Seans. Um, yeah, so they pose as group counselors, and, um, you know, uh, the mom mentions, the mom who answers the door, she mentions that the police have already been there, so she thought that they might have been more detectives, and it was Officer O'Hara and Officer Lasseter. So, yeah. again, not looking good for Gus yet again. Um, so, you know, they kind of ask what's been going on and the mom tells them that she's basically been a shell of herself. And, um, you know, Sean thinks maybe she has PTSD or one of them says PTSD. No, she thinks, do you think it's PTSD? And he says, I don't think it's a simple menstrual issue. Right. Yeah. Which obviously that's not what PTSD is. Um, obviously. Oh, I just thought he was an idiot. Well, he is an idiot, but that's what he's confusing you for, I think. Bait, I mean, uh, um, yeah. And so they go, after going up, she asks, "Can I get out of you anything?" And did you get the list of the things that Sean wants? He wants a diet coke, some garlic hummus, and the new TV guide if you have it. Um, oh right. I don't know. These once again, as you can tell, the reason I love this show is because of things like that. <laughs> like just the, the, those jokes are why I love the show. Um, and so they go into a room, and she is fully spider walking and making noises, and uh, it's not looking too good. The, the exorcism, I mean, uh, the demonic possession is looking pretty good right now, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously it's a TV show, so we can't get into like, and then we'll find out what the real reason why, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's not the most convincing possession I've ever seen. Uh, no, she, she but of course she's not she actually just, possessed, which helps. Correct. <laughs> she could she could just be a gymnast or possibly mm-hmm. a diehard yogi. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who's to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, but mm-hmm. what's your opinion on The Exorcist? I mean, The Exorcist, in my opinion, I'll say, is in the category of classic movies 
that when I finally saw, I finally saw when I was like 22, and I'm like, yep, that is exactly as good as everyone says it is. There's, I have no, no hot takes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good movie. Um, yeah, it's a good movie where the problem I always have is when people say it's like the scariest movie of all time. Just, but again, I don't. Have I find it very that. scary. I do. I, I, je- it's definitely one of the scary movies I've ever seen. I, I definitely find it really scary. I think if I would have grown up in that era, it would have scared the hell out of me. But honestly, like I watched it when I was like maybe in like my late teens, um, and it was like kind of crazy. But uh, it was more like disturbing than anything. And I rewatched it again, like maybe earlier this year or last year, and it's a great movie, but it's not scary in the least. I'm trying to think what the most the scariest movie I've ever seen is. Um, I mean, I think that objectively the scariest scene in any movie is in The Exorcist Three. Um, I don't know if you've seen The Exorcist Three. Um, that one, yeah, jump scare. I've I've heard about it, but I've never seen it. It's it's That's- it's just it's just the best jump scare in every, every movie ever. Like I knew I knew it was coming in so far as I knew that the Exorcist Three had the best jump scare of all time, and it still scared the shit out of me. Um, you know what? You know what was a good one recently? Uh, the one in Smile, where that chick's head. Like, I actually never saw. I did see Smile. I need to. Oh, okay. It. But actually, the jump scare, the other jump scare that got me the best is just because I think it's. I'm of the opinion that like. <laughs> If you can pull off a jump scare in the daytime, I think it's more effective because you're not expecting it. You know what I mean? Like, if you can... I assume you've seen both Conjuring movies. Um, yeah. yeah. There's a moment I've in the second one. Because, you know, I feel like in horror movies these days, it's like, a, it's like 40 minutes before, like, there's an actual ghost on screen or, like, a monster or whatever, right? Like, it's, like, just right. signs before then. In The Conjuring 2, there's the moment where, like, the little girl's home alone and, like, 15 minutes in and the guy just is over her shoulder and, like, shouts at her. That scared the shit out of me because I'm, like, I wasn't prepared. It's, you know, 15 minutes in. Yeah. We're not supposed to have the shit, you know? I don't, um, I don't fucking remember it, but, I mean, yeah, those movies aren't scary either. Insidious. I, I, I guess I, I kind of find them scary. I, I'm a, I think... I am a, fully in the camp of I find supernatural stuff significantly more scary than uh, like slasher. Like slasher, as I always say, even like I can shoot Michael Myers with a gun. Like I know he might not die, but like, what am I gonna do about the devil? I, I can't kill the devil. The um, devil made me do it. Yeah. No, that movie is not good. Movie. That movie is not good. Which sucks because yeah, the first two are great. Um, yeah. Anyway, so. Um, she is, you know, they go back in there and he's like, die, both of you, die. And so Gus has a theory of what's going on with her. Uh, yeah, okay, so obviously Lucy followed Agatha. Well, Agatha was possessed. When she killed herself, Lucy cradled her in her arms, cradled Agatha in her arms while she was dying and transferred the spirit into her. And, um, yeah, I mean, if you're superstitious or believe in that shit you know totally i love that yeah i love that sean is like you're just basing it off the exorcist you're basing it off the exorcist you can't base out a movie it's like wait you want to solve the case using pretty and pink (laughs) Um, is that something we've seen yes in uh the high school reunion episode okay i was gonna guess yeah yeah. um and then like but why isn't she spatting stuff in other languages and then she speaks in german um Mm -hmm. and i love mrs ryan how many foreign languages does your daughter speak uh just french Boom, in your face. She was speaking German. How do you know that? I went to college. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's obvious. Um, And so we hear Lucy scream in the background, and they basically try to – I forgot why they start punching each other. Uh, Um, Because they're they're taking over the lead investigator title. Oh, right. 
Yeah, and so the mom catches them in the middle of their little punching fight, and they ask what they're doing, and they're just trying to get, they're just trying to empathize with Lucy fully. So, you know, they're, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, Sean leaves Gus, because Gus is, you know, believes his exorcism, Sean really doesn't want to go down this road. So, Sean goes to uh, Henry's place, and he's looking for his Xbox, um, and apparently he can't get it because uh, he didn't paint the house. He was supposed to paint the whole house, and he missed a bunch of spots. Um, mm-hmm. And so his Henry, Xbox has been repossessed. Exactly. And uh, Sean mentions having relationship trouble, and uh, there's the good joke of you know uh, I hate when we fight. I mean, and then he's talking about Gus, you know. Yeah. And, and he basically asks, "What do you do when your partner has a theory that you know is ridiculous?" And what is the example that Henry gives from his life? Yeah, he uh, he said that he once had a partner. I forgot what his name was, and that he had a theory that a bunch of <coughs> a bunch of <coughs> excuse me burglaries were you know they were it was a, a bunch of burglaries occurring. And his theory, his partner's theory, I'm sorry, was that it was a escaped uh, monkey, ape. the orangutan ape. Yeah, an ape from the from the zoo. And you know, Henry went out on a limb and followed him to this conclusion. Obviously, you think that maybe judging from what the story is going to be that that's what ended up happening. But no, he was just, it was a bad theory, but it was important that he showed belief in him so that if he ever needs someone to believe in him, then, you know, it's just, you know, support your, your partner's idea in order to get the same support. And I do love the joke that Sean makes where he's like, was the head, the headline was cop stop monkey business. Criminals go bananas. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, and so Sean goes back to the Ryan household, that's Lucy's last name, and, um, Goss apparently already called in someone to help, and then we just get the, we just get the shot from the exorcist, which is always effective. Um, I remember the first yeah. time I ever saw, I ever saw the shot, like, this is how, you, you ever, like, look back at a children's movie and they make a parody of something where you're like, why the fuck would you do this? Like, I remember in the first time, the first time I ever saw the Exodus reference was in the fucking Master of Disguise. Like, why would five of me get that? (laughs) Dude, honestly, okay, obviously you're younger than me, but I Mm -hmm. remember seeing the trailer for, or like seeing the commercials for the Master of Disguise. I'm like, why, what, who, what the fuck is this? It's a movie I've seen like 10 times and I own on DVD. It's, it's, it's a family bad movie. Like it's a movie, when I was a kid, I saw it and then we ended up getting it on DVD because I was still a kid. And then it just became like a joke in our family because our dad would always do, he would love to do the voice of become another person. He would love to do that. Um, and then like, it's became like a meme in our family. I I like the, what is it? Turtle club? Turtle. Turtle Am I not totally enough for you? Yeah, yeah, I did. There's a lot of that movie I could quote. It's one of those classic movies that is like 55 minutes before credits. Um, you know, uh, really, is that short? It's incredibly short. Um, Thank God. It's uh, Dana Carvey plays a guy named uh, Pistachio. Pistachio. Disguising. Um, God. The main villain's played by Brent Spiner. Um, I don't know who that feature, is. Uh, he plays Data on Star Trek. It features cameos from Jessica Simpson, uh, Sprinter Michael Johnson, Jesse Ventura. Uh, <coughs> you know, just a really classic movie. Um, oh, and Bo Derek, I think, is also in it. Um, and you know who else is in it? James Brolin. Yes, oh, of course. He plays Fabrizio, his dad. Let's not be stupid. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and then the, the guy who plays in The Exorcist Shot is his grandfather, played by Harold Gould. But that's not here or there. Um and so they're getting ready to do the exorcism, and uh, they both have to get involved. 
And uh, I do appreciate the Father Wesley, who is a character I like a lot, who I'll tell you this, is that this is not the last time he's in the show. He, he returns at some point. So just if you like Ray Wise. Um, I mean, he's the part of the episode that's good, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Uh, but he gives a, a little bit of uh, exorcism humor. Yeah, he he wants them all to put it in, uh, put you know, put like your your hands in, like yeah, like you're doing a huddle, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I what's the joke that he just pulls it aside? He's like, come on, guys, it's not a ball game, <laughs> right? And he's like, he always likes to start his exorcisms with a little bit of humor. Um, you got it. And Sean, yeah, Sean tries to get his joke in, but he's no. like, nope, it's time to begin. So we go inside the room. Agnes is on the bed, and she is, like, super pale-looking. But aside from that, initially, she seems to be relatively normal and mm-hmm. not needing too much help. Yeah. But I'm like, nah, dude, this girl looks like she's fucked up. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, they start throwing holy water on her. She's like, ah! 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 And they hold her down. And then she looks at Sean and says, you're hot. Not so bad yourself. A little young. Which, good. Thank, good job, Sean. You're just thinking, fantasizing about girls in uniforms. Um, Finally. And, uh, you know, Sean's clearly overwhelmed by the moment. And what's the excuse he uses that he's got to leave for? Um, uh, I don't Carson remember. D's got Simon Baker. It's just, it's going on. It's like, the, 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 you, eventually you got to pick up on these mentalist jokes. I mean, eventually you're going to. I just, like, I never think about that shit. I've never seen it. It's just not, it doesn't occupy any kidding. space in my head. I'm kidding. I, I, I know. Yeah. I just wanted to make that joke. But, yeah, obviously Simon Baker was the lead of The Mentalist. Um, and, uh, yeah. But she gets him back by saying, I know about Mr. Reno. Um, uh-huh. He was a second grade teacher that he put a tack on his chair and he got blood poisoning. Um, man. Yeah. and uh, I will so- say that would, that would... I'm not a religious person at all. Obviously, there could be a rational explanation, but if that if someone randomly like brought up a bad thing I did in seventh grade, I would be like, "Yeah, the devil's real, and he has my number." Oops, that I fucked up. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't. I would just be like, "Damn, I t- I talk way too much." <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I I guess I'm more thinking about things that I would actually be ashamed about. That I'm not not thinking of specific stuff that I don't yeah. have not talked about in uh, forever not anything really bad but like a little thing like that that if someone brought up it'd be like oh that's uh i never i haven't talked about that in a decade yeah about <laughs> about your teacher that's my favorite story still to this day oh i mean it's not well for the record he wasn't my teacher but uh yeah the 20 dollars he uh, so he gave his life away um shouts to him shouts to him yeah exactly um <laughs> and uh <laughs> God, it's just so crazy that he did that. It's just like, why? Like, bro. <laughs> was he a good teacher? Uh, he was not my teacher, so I couldn't tell you. But I know, I know, I know. But... Michael, my twin brother, who had him for two months, yes, he said he was really good, and he was, he was upset that he got fired. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Anyway, um, so uh, the headmaster come, ends up bursting in, uh, and... Um, you know, they, Sean and Gus leave, and clearly things are getting intense in there. Um, but thankfully, uh, after a little bit, um, Father Wesley comes out and says that she's now clean of any evil spirits. After a little bit, isn't it like the fucking next morning? Yeah, sorry. I, I It wasn't 100% clear, and by that, I mean I didn't write in my notes how long it was. 
Well, I mean, I didn't either, but it was night when they got there and morning when they left. Um, yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> they go back to the police station and Sean is still not convinced that it was a possession. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, he's, he gets with Juliet basically to ask if she was, you know, on any drugs, which she wasn't, or at least not any narcotics. Yes. Um, Lasseter still thinks she was murdered, but uh, that's when Juliet tells him that they only tested for standard narcotics, not all drugs. So that gives Sean. Also, that's a classic, classic TV moment of the stern younger woman saying "boys" when two guys are bickering at each other. Just like mm-hmm. every, it happens in everything. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, Sean basically he, Sean leads. He asks a question that basically makes you realize that oh, there's going to be something that she's going to test positive for that's not like a narcotic. Um, Correct. And so Sean then goes is looking in Gus's big book of medicine, and he lies and says that he's reading stuff for this funny like the urinary the tr- section on urinary tract infections made him pee his pants. Um, mm-hmm. But clearly he's up to something else. Uh, you know, good stuff. Shouts to uh, I was gonna say shouts to UTIs, but no. Um, yeah, it's no, one of my worst. Enough. One of my worst vocal habits is that when I don't know what to say, I just want to say shouts to the last noun I said. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. They can get you in trouble. Yeah, uh, um, so, I remember. So, I remember the one. The one I always think of is back in because I think I first got it when I was when I listened to the uh, the True Hoop pods. And I remember Black Trey once just said there was a dead silence and someone said like something about the F word and he goes, "Yeah, man, shouts the F word." <laughs> and that's what I that's like the crown oh and jewel God. of don't say shouts to. Um, anyway, Wait, you uh, said that. Who said that? Uh, Black Trey said that, and it was I. That, I was thinking that like that's how you can get yourself in trouble if you have that verbal tick. Yeah. Um, but Sean goes to Henry's house and Jesus Christ, I hate the, the late two thousands were the worst era in the world for this of has no, did no one involved in anything in psych ever use an Xbox? What the fuck is Henry holding? Isn't that right, an arcade yeah. game? Yeah. He was using like one of those blaster guns, um, which, yeah. And, and not only that, that video game looks like it sucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, more importantly, it looks like he hasn't fucking slept He's mm-hmm. just like a fucking mess in there. So clearly the school's been gaming all night. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all been there. Yeah. And so, you know, Sean opens up his blinds and, you know, he's blinded, yada, yada. And Sean basically is like, okay, what do you do if not only you think your partner's wrong, but you know they are. And Sean says, and uh, Henry says, tell them the wrong and the most, tell them the truth in the most respectful way possible. Smash cut. You are wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong in your weenie. <laughs> Yeah, he like shoots him with like an invisible gun, um, and so yeah, he he tells him the truth, and um, so apparently, according to him, she wasn't possessed, but she was drugged, and the way he knows this is that they tested her again for like I guess any sort of medication or drug, any any medication found, with psychological side effects. Yes, and they found that she tested positive for L dopa, which is mm-hmm. Parkinson's medication. And it has those side effects that explain her behavior, and that's why, um, and that explains why they were acting that way, essentially. Yeah. And so, but then, how does that does that make sense with you know, uh, if Lucy wasn't possessed, how did she do all those things? Like, how did she make lamps fall over? How did she speak German? How did she know the story about Sean? Well, she was flailing around, and I think that's just how the lamp got yeah. uh, knocked yeah. over. She's that's. The thing that she said in German was, I guess, a line from the movie The Run, Lola Run. Haven't seen mm-hmm. it, um, but it's one of her favorite movies. And then most importantly, that the reason she knew that story must have been because she 
because Sean, or I guess Sean and Gus's mutual friend, or just Sean's friend, yeah. Stumpy, had posted on his own um, Facebook or whatever page about the Mr. Reno story. And um, Lucy must have like seen it on his page after they mm-hmm. initially met. Yes. So um, Gus is like, what, were they taking Parkinson's medication? And no, uh, you know, Gus is, I mean, Sean's like, no, it has to be someone who had access to it. We cut back to Father Wesley, who was shaking in a scene earlier. And he apparently had did not notice that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not. I don't think you're really supposed to. But he takes Eldopa, and uh, we then see the father getting perp walked. Um, and Is he getting uh, perp walked. Yeah, that's what they call Is it. That a thing? Get, yeah, perp walk when you get. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Um, and so uh, Sean's theory, and I'll say this, I think this episode would be more interesting if this is actually, I like this explanation for the murder better. I like the idea of a priest wanting to regain his fame from the 70s and drugging people. Like, that's cool. Like, that's actually a cool crime. Um, I agree. Uh, although I like Father Wesley, so I don't want him to have done it, but I like it as an idea. I'm always a fan of someone faking a phenomenon for them to solve. You know? Um, it's, uh, I agree. Yeah. Even though it's like a horrible movie, it's like why I think like the plot of the Angels and Demons is interesting, for example. It's basically the same thing, except with the Illuminati. Um, you know what I just thought about, and I don't know why? I thought about the most brutal monk scene I've ever seen was when that guy got his like head squ- squished at the circus. Oh, classic. Classic, classic, classic. I can't believe that was on fucking cable TV. That was on basic that was cable. Crazy. Yeah, that, that was, was like That was TV 14. Yeah, no, that was... Woo! Like that's gnarlier than most things in a horror movie. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Anyway, Shouts, you know the, the 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 real hero there is the foley artist because they put the sound in of like yup, this is gonna sound like a fucking uh, head. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so we then cut to the prison and um and uh, Gus is talking to Father Wesley, who points out that his vows of poverty and abstinence, um you know, had made him fit well in prison, which is true. Uh, you know, I doubt, based on the statistics, I doubt he was abstinent, but, you know. Um, yeah. What is, that? Uh, what is it? like? I think it's like 75% of priests aren't abstinent. I'm just quoting Richard Jenkins on the phone in Spotlight, but obviously he's reliable, so. Yeah, sure. Um, and so, yeah, altogether, he seems to be doing all right. Um, but, you know, Gus still thinks he's innocent and kind of tries to get him to essentially come up with some other person who might have had it in for Agatha. Um, and he asked him to think about it. And for whatever reason, he hadn't thought about it before, but now that he's thinking about it, he does recall somebody that was on to her, was like mm-hmm. interested in her in some way. And unfortunately he cannot reveal who it was because it was divulged to him during confession, which is your favorite, your favorite little wrinkle in legal dramas. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think. I don't even remember the last time I went to confession was. I definitely, I maybe it was 14. I haven't been to confession since I've had anything to confess. Um, not that I even that much to confess either. Um, I think I went when I was like 16 during confirmation. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I was confirmed when I was... Uh, the, the church I went to in Florida was one that you were, that you got confirmed earlier, so I got confirmed when I was like 10. Um, uh-huh. But then I think I was, we stopped going to church when I was like 14. I think that's probably the last time I went to confession. Um, although the thing about, I'll say this thing about confession is a confession booth is a inherently cinematic location. Like it always is good in a movie. You oh, know? Yeah. yeah. Especially um, in, uh, Detroit rock city. I'm trying to think of the best confession scene. What movie did I watch recently where someone got a head cut off in a confession booth? Um, 
don't know. Sounds like Blade or some shit. I don't know. It wasn't Blade, but it's uh, yeah, something like that. Um, and so uh, the uh, he what uh, Father Wesley says is that the Bible is giving him strength, and Proverbs eleven six has been comforting. Making a little note. Um, then Sean shows up to paint Henry's house, um, and uh, he's by that and by that I mean he's there just to steal the Xbox. Oh, by the way, um, that scene occurred in Exorcist 3. <laughs> so. well, okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. <coughs> yeah. Sorry, I had to look it up. Got it. You, you, you really like Exorcist 3, because it's like the Exorcist, but like gnarlier. Um, I need to watch the second one first, though. No, you don't. I've never seen it, and I've been told by everyone you nah, don't see it. I need to. I'm, okay, you're fine. a completionist. Like, what are you talking about? Well, you know why? Just because the thing about it is that, like, I just have heard nothing but just, like, awful things about it. And mm-hmm. I know that Exodus 3 skips. It has nothing to do with Exodus 2. So, um, yeah. Um, but I'll say this. Exodus 3 is undoubtedly the best movie in which Patrick Ewing plays an angel of death. I'm going to say that. for I think that that's unequivocally true. Patrick Ewing? Correct. Correct. Is it Exorcist 3? Is it Exorcist 3 in a sequence that takes place in, like, someone's mind where there's a bunch of angels of death and one of them is Patrick Ewing? Okay, yeah, I gotta watch it's that. It's fucking nuts. You know why? Because the thing about you think about it, the Exodus movies, where do they all take place? New York? No. It's pretty famous where they take place. I, I don't think, I'm not... Take place in Washington, D.C. Oh, D.C., D.C., D.C. But specifically, yeah, yeah, yeah. what neighborhood? Georgetown. Georgetown. So he, yeah. mm, got it, okay. Um, and so, uh, Gus shows up, and he thinks Wesley's innocent, but he can't say who it is, um... And I love that Sean's like, well, that's a hunch based on unverifiable info. It's like, that's how you solve every case. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, they decide they need to look at the, the Bible. They're going to look into the verse. Yeah, the proverb um, 11.6. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you had said it, but Henry comes down um, dressed in his police uniform, halfway at, at least. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he's, he's pretty damn bad. He's, he's still on that video game kick. But, you know, Sean will relieve him of that very soon. What's the, what's the most damn bad you've ever been about? Like, what's the most you played a video game nonstop? Nonstop? Uh, probably a Final Fantasy game or, like, Red Dead 2. My answer is uh, really sad. There definitely was a time during a summer where, like, um, I definitely – there definitely was a night or two where I would, like, play, like, The Sims from dinner – to like five in the morning, which is really not good. Okay, I'll, I take it back. I already know what it is. It's it was definitely in high school. And it was like playing playing Counter Strike with like my friends. Yeah, on the weekend. Oh I'm yeah, like... I also I also yeah I, yeah you're right. That's probably it too. I play a lot of Call of Duty. Um, but that that feels less sad because it's a social event. You know, like there's some. It's... Oh, like a single player game, like all night. Yeah, yeah that's because like yeah, the Sims definitely was. I mean, the thing I used to do in the Sims is I would try to um, make a character and see how many uh, children he could father. And my, I got up mm-hmm. to eighty once, um, and that took me a lot, that that took a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Um, and come. And, uh, in case you're wondering, when you go to the family tree screen, it stopped loading. Um, <laughs> oh lord! <laughs> you couldn't scroll over far. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, and so they uh, they pull, get the Bible, and um, Sean doesn't. He's like, "Where's the table of contents?" Which like Gus gets mad at him about, but like there are a lot of books in the Bible. Like it's not. There's, and also, most Bibles do have a table of contents. That's kind of just a weird, like... Do they? I don't even know. I mean, maybe not, maybe not, like, a Bible like that, but, like, I mean, I, 
all the Bibles I've read, I, I've owned multiple Bibles because of college. I took a lot of classes that like required the Bible as a textbook. And so mm-hmm. like, I guess the ones that I used generally did, but even so, like, it's not weird to be like, there's a lot of books in the Bible. You can't just immediately know what Proverbs is in a random Bible. Um, anyway. So it's new Testament. I know that, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, uh, do I want to, hot take about the Bible is that let's be honest, like the good stuff is the fun, the stuff, the, the, the stuff that's fun to read is all old Testament. Let's not kid ourselves. Like, let's be completely honest. The fun stuff is the old Testament. Correct. Or the very last book of the new Testament. Yeah, exactly. It, it, that, that's exactly what I was going to say. Cause I, I took a class that was about, um, apocalypse in the Bible. So we spent a lot of time on the prophets revelation. in the old testament and is it, we spent some time in revelation but we actually spent a lot more time on the prophets in the old testament because that's like you know a lot more instructive about uh you know what actually how because revelation is so is such a fucking like fever dream that it actually isn't there's, it's not very instructive about anything <laughs> um it, it, that one that clearly reads like some dude just like took whatever the equivalent he like chewed on some grass and was like all right let's let's bang this one out <laughs> um uh, but anyway, um, so they, um, what was going to say that they look the at proverb. The, the proverb and it's the righteousness of the upright will save them. Unfaithful will be trapped by evil desires. So they okay. knock on Cameron's door. Yeah, they knock on Cameron's door and, um, you know, uh, sorry, it's Gus, Sean, Juliet and Lassiter. So clearly we're in the end game folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Cameron obviously wasn't expecting them, and he has two glasses of wine on his coffee table, and so obviously he's got a guest over, mm-hmm. and she has the worst hearing in the world because she decides to make her presence mm-hmm. known, and it's none other than Lucy. Um, and she's in her. She's in. She's scantily clad. Correct. They've been. Uh, they've been very bad. They comfort uh, so, each other. Correct. And so that's when they just. They Sean straight up just tells them that um, Lucy was basically drugging Agatha because mm-hmm. she had been in love with Cameron the whole time and wanted her, want, basically wanted to drive Agatha or make her act a little bit crazy so that yeah. he would break up with her, even though she ended up breaking up with him. So it didn't really matter in the end. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that did matter was that she, you know, Agatha died. So she finally got her man, Cameron. Yeah. And he's obviously very upset that this is true. And she, yeah. oh yeah, so there's a bunch of jokes that I need to hit. Uh, so one, he, you know, Cam said that they were just friends, and you know, they point out that men and women can't be friends. When Henry Metz taught us that, it also taught us that women often fake orgasms. And I do love that uh, Jules is a little luck, like, hmm. yeah. um, and uh, they mentioned the confession. It's like, did Father Wesley tell you about that? And the cl- nothing better than a, how did you know X? You just told me nothing better. It's all, it's always good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and then, and so, yeah, she, she yeah. basically faked the possession to back her whole story. And Linda Blair will be proud. Yeah. And, uh, oh, because she was in prison in two movies called No, well, no, Linda Blair, Linda Blair played Reagan in The Exorcist, obviously. Well, I know that, yeah. And then, and then it's like, you'll do a pressure of her in Chained Heat and Red Heat, which are two movies I've, I've only heard of Red Heat, but I guess Linda Blair was in two prison movies. Um, I mean, her pose also in yeah, her post-exorcist life and career is not great. Mostly not her fault. Um, let's not forget that Rick Springfield dated her when she was 15 and he was like 30. Um, did you did you see the movie Repossessed, by the way? No, I didn't. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't actually. Oh my god. It's like a 
Leslie Nielsen spoof movie of uh, uh, of The Exorcist, and she's in it. Well, I mean, you got to pay the bill somehow. I need to watch. I've the only listen. I've seen Airplane, obviously, and I've seen all three Naked Guns. I need to watch the other ones, even though I know they're not as good as the Naked Gun, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, the Naked Gun, the one of the better things about TikTok's algorithm is that it found out that I just you can show me any clip from any of the Naked Gun movies and I'll watch it. <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah, Naked Gun. Naked, I I only recall Naked Gun thirty three and a third or whatever. That's the worst one. But that's you know, I, that one is like not as good because it's actually like one. It's shockingly racist. Um, and, is it? Uh, yeah, there's a whole bit about like because it was right. It was after the L.A. riots, and it clearly has like the most conservative opinion about L.A. Um, Wait, these are the movies with O.J. in them, right? Yeah, as okay. Norberg. Um, but okay. the first two are great. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, Can we? Can we just we'll cut this one out? Um, but my I remember this this line has stuck with me forever. It's I think when Leslie Nielsen goes to jail mm-hmm. and then he's like like a midget in a urinal. I was gonna have to stay on my toes. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I gonna say another th- thing about OJ, which is crazy. One of my good friends, Hunter Radisi, who is like I assume you've heard, seen him in my feed or whatever. He's yeah, 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 yeah. He's a big he's from Buffalo, a big Bills fan, and one of his friends dad a grandfather's was like an equipment manager for the bills for a long time and like knew oj and mm-hmm. when his when the grandfather died oj left like a minute long message and he hunter has that recording of it and it's so weird just to hear him like hey man it's oj i heard about paul i'm so sorry to hear about that linda <laughs> he was i'm like and it's like there's nothing funny about it but it's just <laughs> from oj it's like oh, he's <laughs> the juice is on the loose oh man I, I fucking it's it's all the things I try to be about being consistent about like not propping up people who are violent towards women. I'm a hypocrite with OJ because I think his existence is just so funny. <laughs> Massive fucking head on that guy. Yeah. Anyway, and a lot that's so much space for the CTE to take hold. All right, three, two, one. Yeah. But so TikTok, please keep serving me naked gun clips. Um, and so uh, they um, we cut to the end where they're in confession. Gus gets out and Sean goes up. And um, it's been 15 years since his last confession. And uh, he asks about stealing, greed, and impure thoughts. And he mentions lying, yada, yada, yada. Not, it's the neighbor's job. But then stealing. What, what has he been stealing? He's been stealing food from Gus's desk and blaming it on the cleaning lady. Which I was shocked to find out that they had a cleaning lady. But, you know, good for them. Um, and before that, Sean wanted to make sure that Gus wasn't, wasn't able to hear from outside the confessional booth. But he heard all of that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I wish they did a callback with the tapioca pudding. I just love, I love Gus saying the words tapioca pudding. Um, yeah. And so um, he then says, damn it, which is a sin. And then, boom, he does, tries to come up with a commercial jingle. He goes, boom, 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 wafers. And then... Boom, boom, boom. Holy, holy Ghost. I have a question. Was your church a Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit church? Holy Spirit. Yeah. I, I, that, I think that's it's one of those things that I think that like, because I, I looked it up. I remember I looked it up after I first saw this episode back in 2008. And it's, the, it's that it's like what it was was that when Bibles originally translated into modern, quote unquote modern English, like 1800s and on, mm-hmm. Ghost and Spirit basically meant the same thing. And mm-hmm. so ghost meant like a one's essence. And as the connotation started to move more towards like a spiritual, like a ghastly being, then they changed it to spirit because it doesn't mean the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, so it yeah. always meant spirit. It's just that the use of the word ghost, ghost didn't always mean boo, you know? 
Um, so that's yeah. what. Shouts, that's shouts to Ghost. Um, I've actually never seen Ghost, the film. Um, uh, okay, that movie scared the hell out of me when I was a kid for one scene alone. I know. I've heard of the scene you're talking about. I need to see it. Yeah, it's terrifying. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, shouts to Ghost. Um, I ain't afraid of no Ghost mm-hmm. specifically, but um, yeah. Uh, and I am yeah, afraid Father that Wesley this episode has come to a change. Yeah. Um, so what do you give this episode a 10? I gave it a 7. I was not a fan. Yeah, I gave it a 7.5. I think it's just because I like Father Wesley as a character. But yeah, it's 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 uneven, and I think that they don't really know what to do. Like, I, I almost wish... You wish that it was as highly stylized as Tuesday the 17th. You know what I mean? Like, you yes, wish that it was fully a parody of The Exorcist. Um, agreed. And uh, I, I, the thing is, I think if this episode came out two seasons later, I think it would have been. But, um, yeah, it, it doesn't fully commit enough. And, like, yeah, it's just, it's not... Uh, and and the, the actual, what, the, what the crime ends up being is just not interesting enough for me. Um, but, with that being said, Andre, we're going to follow you on Twitter. <clears throat> you could follow me at Andre Barrera. And you follow me at the J Christie. Please rate, review, subscribe, share the show with the biggest psych fan in your life. And more important than that, tune in next time as we talk about Sean Gets the Yips.